Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. Let's grab our Bibles. Let's go to Psalm 119 tonight. Because I, I want to just keep setting something in front of you this evening that I believe is so important. Psalm 119. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word, O Lord, is a lamp unto my feet, and it's a light unto my path. Would you say that tonight? Your word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Say it again. Yeah, declare it again, strong. Hallelujah. The word of God is going to navigate us to extraordinary triumph and victory in this urgent hour. Cody, thank you so much, brother. Thank you. I want you to rest assured tonight as we begin to, to dig into the word for the people of God in these last days, to the righteous, to the chosen, to the beloved of God, to the church of God, to the bride of Christ, the gospel is still amazing, extraordinary good news. Can I get an amen? The gospel is good news. The gospel is triumphant, victorious news. And the word of the Lord is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. Romans 1.16, the apostle Paul said this. When I, I, every time I go to this scripture, I think about it, and I'll, I'll tell the story quickly. I think most people can, can quote Romans 1.16, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, amen, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, right? Amen? amen. Come on, are you with me? Amen. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also the Greek. Years ago, my wife and I, we were... Um, <laughs> We were scheduled to go to Sao Paulo, Brazil for ministry with, uh, with Randy Clark. And a friend of mine called and um, invited us to go to Italy and on, on a ministry trip to preach. And um, I, we were scheduled over those dates to be in Brazil. And Don said, Brian, I really believe you're supposed to be in Italy. And, and I said, well, I'm going to go to prayer. And he said, yeah, you need to get a word from the Lord. You need to pray now and get a word. And I don't, I don't recommend or suggest anybody in this place ever do this. <laughs> but I hung up the phone, and I went to the Word, and I threw open the Word, and my, my eyes just fell down, not to Romans 1.16, but to Romans 1.15. And Paul says in 1.15, he says, as, as, as much as w- that is within me, I am now ready to preach the gospel to those of you who are in Rome. I'm not suggesting you get a word from the Lord like that. But when I read that, it just exploded in my heart with joy. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I went in and told Bren that I, I told her what had happened and how we had gotten the call. And, and I received a word from the Lord. And 10 minutes later, Don calls me back. And he's like, so did you get a word from the Lord yet? 10 minutes. <laughs> I mean, those, those, those prophets, they're rascals. <laughs> Have you got a word yet? I'm like, yes, sir, I got a word. And I told him what happened, and a joy bomb just happened on the phone. 
But I want you to grab a hold of this tonight. Look at these words, Romans 1.16. This is so powerful. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God. Notice what it is. The gospel is the power of God. You got to grab hold of this tonight. The gospel is the power of God. I believe the gospel is still the power of God. The gospel is the triumph and the victory that's going to take us through every trial we are going to face in culture in this hour. The the gospel is going to cause us to triumph over every strategy that the enemy is waging war against the body of Christ. But hallelujah, there is a church that will triumph over all the works of the devil. Hallelujah. I want you to say this tonight over your life. I'm called the triumph. Come on, say it. I'm called the triumph. Say I'm called to overcome. I want you to say, God is always with me. I'm never alone. I'm not an orphan. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. Greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Come on, church. The gospel is the power of God. If you're waiting for the power of God to break out in this meeting, you didn't get it. I'm preaching the gospel to you, and the gospel is the power of God. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for everything, everything, everything that you're doing. Everything that's happening with the toddlers and the nurseries tonight, amongst our children's church, and right here in the family room tonight. I thank you for every movement of your spirit. Now, Father, I pray that the power of your word, the living truth of your word will save and heal and deliver tonight. I thank you for your everlasting grace towards us, Lord. I thank you that you are here to preserve us, Lord, and protect us and seal us tonight in this dark hour. I pray, Lord, tonight that your word goes forth to light up our path. That your word comes to equip and advance us and take us forward. And I pray that we will yield and surrender ourselves to your word, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Look at somebody say amen. Amen. Ask them, are you awake? Are you going to go to the distance tonight? Romans 1. Romans 1. Let's do it tonight. Guys, I'm going to go. If I have to run on top of these chairs tonight, I'm doing it. We're going. Romans 1. Stay with me tonight. Paul lays out an example, and I love this. We're going to be using the epistles of Paul tonight to encourage and edify and strengthen the church, and you are that church. In Romans 1, Paul lays out an example for the believers. He says he's a servant of Christ, and he's a servant of the gospel. I'm preaching to you tonight about the triumphant gospel. If you're taking notes, I want you to write that down. If you're not taking notes, I'd like you to go ahead and write that down. Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God, which he promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning the Son, Christ Jesus our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh, 
and declared to be the Son of God with power. He was declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Through Him, we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all the nations for His name, among whom you also are called of Jesus Christ. I want you to see first and foremost Paul is separated unto the Lord as a bondservant. Then he is separated unto the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to proclaim to you tonight, every one of you are separated unto the Lord and you're separated unto the gospel. Can I get a better amen than that tonight? You are separated unto the gospel, the glorious gospel. It is a gospel of glory. It is still... You're a man of many talents. Like a fire on the inside of you. It's better with a microphone. Power is good. Can you give me a little bit more too, Josiah? Can you give me a little bit more? And some of you are like, oh, dear God, it's going to be okay. (laughs) More Lord. Paul starts describing to us what the gospel actually is. The gospel is power. The gospel is power. When Billy Graham, all throughout his ministry, stood before the United States of America and he declared the simplicity, the simplicity of the gospel, there was so much power in it that millions upon millions upon millions, decade after decade after decade after decade, came running to the altar to receive Christ. That's the power of God. We need revived to this. We need revive to the power and the authority of the Word of God. There's been such a famine in the land. We've got to return to the Word of the Lord and discover the great power of the gospel. Come on, church. The Apostle Paul, Colossians 1, I told you that. There we go. He describes the power in this gospel. He says that Jesus has delivered us From the power of darkness. And he's conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. In whom we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins. My God church. That is power. You and I have been delivered from the powers of darkness. That is the glorious gospel. You are free. You are free. You are free. You've already been washed. You have been clothed in the righteousness of Christ. 
The word of God says that Jesus who knew no sin, he literally became sin upon the cross so that we in turn might become the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. What an exchange. What an exchange of glory that Jesus would be willing to become sin itself upon the cross so that we would be made clean. I'm telling you, this gospel is the gospel of power. It is the gospel of glory. And it has released you from the shackles of your sins. It has made you no longer a slave, but a son and a daughter of the living God. Woo! You are forgiven. You are redeemed. You sit here tonight redeemed. You sit here tonight purchased. I preached as a purchased man of God by the blood that we were declaring tonight as Mary was exhorting us minutes ago and saying that it was the blood of the Lamb. It was the blood of the Lamb. It was John the Baptist that turned and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This is the gospel. This is the power of the gospel. Are you with me tonight? Now, this is how Paul describes the triumphant gospel in the world. You see, without, without the gospel, ladies and gentlemen, in November of 2021, without the gospel, without the good news going forth, just this generation is going to remain in the grip and in the delusion of Satan. We need the powerful preaching of the good news of Jesus Christ again to thunder like lightning in this, in this, oh, in this time. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God. Don't lose track of that. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. I want you to write this down tonight. The message of the gospel is transforming. The message of the gospel is transforming. Now, the Word of God is not just an inspirational book. The Word of God is a transformational book. It transforms lives. The gospel transforms lives. It transforms lifestyles. It has the power to transform your mind. That's why Paul wrote, Do not be conformed of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind the the power of the word of God washing you as you're sitting here and as I am preaching under the anointing of the Holy Spirit the word of God is washing you cleansing you and your mind is coming into synchronization and in rhythm it's coming into agreement with what God has done and what God has called you to be it has the power to transform you the gospel has the power to transform your dreams. The gospel has the power to transform your pathway. It has the power to transform your spouse. It has the power to transform. Don't say amen too loud. It has the power to transform marriages and children's lives. The power of the gospel has no limits. The power of the gospel can change how you walk and how you conduct yourself. How you talk, your speech, your conduct. Are you with me? The gospel of Christ is the power of God. Colossians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. 
Stay with me tonight because we're going to use our Bibles. We make no apologies for using our Bibles at Victory. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and, that your, and, and your love for all the saints because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the word of truth of the gospel. The gospel, there it is again. Verse 5, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven. I hope you didn't miss that. There is a hope that is, there is an eternal reward laid up for you in heaven. Grab hold of that tonight. And you've heard it how? By the truth of the gospel. Ladies and gentlemen, the gospel is the number one change agent in all of the universe. It can change a life. It can change a heart. It can change a soul. Grab a hold of this tonight. The gospel can change and transform a criminal. The gospel can change and transform a lesbian. Are you breathing in this room? The gospel has the power to change a criminal, a lesbian, a pornographer, whatever it is. In the words of Johnny Cash, a rambler, a gambler, a backbiter. I'm telling you, the gospel still works and transforms lives. And I say this very often. If we really threw out the microphone in this room and we told our uncensored version of our testimony, you would find out the power of the gospel is still alive. The message of the gospel is still transforming lives. And as we move forward, we're about to see the greatest transformation in a single generation. We're about to see the greatest harvest on the planet. Transforming the power of the spoken word of God with a demonstration of the Holy Spirit behind it. It's what America desperately needs. It's what America desperately needs. Write this down. The work of the gospel is expanding right now. You need to be encouraged tonight. We need the Holy Ghost to lift us up to get a greater heavenly perspective. The gospel is working right now and it is expanding. Colossians 1 verse 6. I'm going on with Paul. He says, the gospel which came to you It has also come to all the world, and it's bringing forth fruit, as it has among you since the day that you heard it and knew the grace of God in truth. What is Paul saying? Even in his day, he was seeing the impact of the gospel. He was saying the gospel is spreading. The gospel is touching. The gospel is torching lives. The gospel is unstoppable. The gospel is unstoppable. It's like a a wildfire of hope that is completely unstoppable. It's bearing fruit. Paul's saying not just with me, but this gospel is going into the whole world. And that gospel was accompanied with signs and wonders following it. The power of Christ, the declaration of Jesus being the Son of the living God, the declaration of Jesus being the risen one, the King, was transforming lives. He's saying in all the world it was going forth. Of course, we know the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 24. 
In verse 14, Jesus says these powerful words. He says, in this gospel of the kingdom, it will be preached in all the world. Come on, it'll be preached in all the world. Come on, it'll be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations. And then the end will come. I don't know what your perspective is tonight on the gospel. But I want to tell you that the gospel is transforming nations right now. I am being told, I am being told the greatest outpouring of the spirit and the gospel and revival going forth in the nations is happening right now in Iran. Iran. The church is growing, expanding, exploding throughout Iran. I've been told about Iraq. It continues throughout uh, China, Nigeria is in an explosion of the gospel. Tanzania, ladies and gentlemen, the nation of Tanzania is in an explosive time of harvest. Harvest of millions of souls. Millions of souls coming in. God is moving throughout Brazil. He's moving throughout Argentina still. God is pouring out His Spirit. The gospel is exploding in the nation of India. It's exploding in the nation of Pakistan right now. We've had a friend for the past 10 to 12 years that has seen the greatest now reach of the gospel of hundreds, hundreds of thousands of Pakistanis coming to the Lord. It's powerful. Powerful. Guys, I believe America is ripe unto harvest. I believe it. Don't you dare be duped. Don't let your mind be renewed to anything else. Don't you be duped in this hour. America is ripe at this hour. And, and, and truly, I believe America's conscience is being awakened right now. The Holy Spirit is brooding upon this land. And I'll say it again. I believe God has saved the best for last for America. You think of how this nation was dedicated unto the Lord for the gospel to go forth from, from, from shore to shore, but also it was declared and decreed when this nation was formed that the gospel would go forth to the ends of the earth from this nation. And missionaries, missionaries were sent to the four corners of the globe, to every continent, to preach the gospel and give their lives and give their blood and give their family, give their posterity, everything that they have. I guarantee you guys, when you sow... You reap. Are you hearing me? There, there are American missionaries standing in Tanzania right now preaching the gospel. There are American missionaries standing in Uganda preaching the gospel right now. Are you seeing this? I said American missionaries. Did you catch it? We've sent our very best sons and daughters. And there they are preaching the gospel. And I'm telling you, America, God has saved the best for last. Our nation is ripe to hear and receive and yield and surrender to the gospel of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You wrote it down tonight. The message of the gospel is still transforming. That's what you wrote down. Secondly, you wrote down the message of the gospel. It's expanding throughout the earth. I want you to write this down tonight. The message of the gospel is maturing the church and maturing the ecclesia into a mighty army 
that Jesus is building. Grab hold of this, guys. Guys, the true church is emerging and maturing. Truly, truly in this hour, we're seeing what Jesus said to Peter. In Matthew 16, we know it so well, or perhaps some of you don't know it so well. You need to look at it with me tonight. Jesus says, and I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock, what is that rock? It is the rock of revelation that Peter discovered that Jesus was the son of the living God. And Jesus turned to him and said, flesh and blood has not even revealed this to you. My father in heaven has revealed this revelation that truly I am the son of God. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Watch this. I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. That whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on the earth will be loosed in heaven. What is he saying? I am going to build a church, my ecclesia. And I'm going to give them such authority and power to legislate my will in the earth that they will be a people. I say this to you often at Victory. Revelation is what establishes authority. Revelation is what establishes authority. When this revelation becomes ours, when this revelation literally becomes like the Word becoming flesh, the Word has to become flesh on the inside of you. The Word has to become a living reality within you. When this becomes a living reality within us, that Jesus has given us keys with authority. That whatever we forbid in the earth, it's already forbidden in the heavens. Whatever we permit in the earth realm, it's already permitted in heaven. He says, so you just go forth legislating my will. I'm giving you keys of authority. And when you open a door, nobody's going to be able to shut it. I'm kind of I'm kind of weighing your amen. Wait a second. Are are we going to be the church or are we going to be the ones that take responsibility in a city in a region to take the keys and open the door to awakening and open the door to outpouring and open the door to transformation and open the door to revival and stand here and decree no one's going to be able to shut what we open up. No one's going to be able to shut what we open up. Jesus said it in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 7. Put it in your notes tonight. Revelation 3 and verse 7, Jesus said it. He said to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, I want you to write these things. He who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts and no one opens. Guys, I'm telling you, there is a church that the gospel of Jesus Christ is maturing. Lambs are becoming lions. There is a church that is maturing where they're not going to be cowering to the enemy or cowering to the minions who have devoted themselves to Satan's agenda. There is a church that is ready for the hour of divine confrontation. (laughs) 
The true church of the gospel is maturing. Now watch what Paul said in verse 9. I'm still in Colossians 1. Paul prayed in verse 9. This is probably one of the greatest prayers prayed in all the New Testament. I love this. He said, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard of it, we don't cease to pray for you and to ask that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Underline that if it's not highlighted or underscored or circled in your Bible. It's such a powerful prayer. If there was ever a time that the church of Jesus Christ in the earth needed all wisdom and spiritual understanding, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, it's right now. It's right now. That you may walk worthy of the Lord. That's a good, that's a good word. That's a good prayer. That you will walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing, increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthen, there it is, strengthen with all might according to His glorious power for all patience and long-suffering and joy. What is He saying? We see in this verse, Paul is praying for the maturity of the believer. You can sum it all up. Strengthen the church, O God. Let wisdom increase. Let spiritual understanding. Let strength and patience and joy and long-suffering and the glorious power of the gospel come upon them. What is he saying? God, strengthen and mature the body. The church right now that is feasting on the gospel is maturing and growing in power. We're maturing in revelation. We're, re, we're maturing in strategy right now. That's just, this is what's happening. The Holy Spirit is strengthening the church in this most critical, critical hour. He's preparing us, guys, once again for the greatest outpouring. I am not discouraged. I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. You know why? Because I'm seeing great zeal and great passion begin to break forth in the body of Christ. I'm seeing greater authority begin to break, break forth in the body and in the leadership in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Glory. Regardless of the trials, regardless of the anguish of this present age that we're experiencing, the gospel is going to triumph through the church. The gospel is going to triumph. How? Through the church. Through the ecclesia. Never underestimate the power of the gospel. Never underestimate the power of the gospel. Let me say a few things straight tonight. <laughs> the... Uh, the real church are not the ones sitting at home in their pajamas watching online services with a stack of pancakes in their lap instead of their Bibles. That's not the real church. Just sitting at home, sitting around in their pajamas, all comfortable. I'm telling you, folks, there is a fresh anointing and a fresh fire, a fresh baptism of fire. That is being released right now 
to the hungry. And I'm telling you, when I look through this family and this tribe and these believers and those of you online, those that you, those of you that couldn't make it, I'm telling you what, I see hunger, I see zeal, I see passion. You know why? Because all through this turbulence, all through this upheaval, you have been the ones feasting on the Word of God. You've been there in the presence of the Lord. You've been right in the habitation of prayer. You've been amongst the family, the brothers, the sisters, burning. Come on, church. It's time to arise. The message of the gospel is still transforming. The message of the gospel is still expanding. Throughout the earth. The message of the gospel is now maturing the ecclesia. But now the author, <laughs> whew, the author of the gospel is reigning in triumph and he is about to soon return. The author, the author of the gospel. Colossians 1 and verse 15, the Apostle Paul writes, he is the image. Somebody prayed this in our prayer room tonight. He is the image of the invisible God. He's the firstborn over all creation. Is that scripture behind me? Is it behind me? For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on the earth, visible or invisible, whether thrones or dominions, principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. That is so powerful. Grab hold of that. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. What does that mean? That's not a word that we normally throw around every day, Monday through Friday at the coffee shop. Preeminence. Write it down tonight. I want to tell you what it means. Preeminence means surpassing in all supremacy. It means surpassing in all supremacy. It also means surpassing and having all authority. Having all authority. Having all power, literally, just let me break it down for you. This is really deep. In the Greek, it means that Jesus is number one. And, and in the Hebrew, it's even more deeper. It means Jesus is number one. He has all authority. He has all supremacy. He has all power. He has all power. The one we were worshiping tonight. The one who we come and access the throne, he holds all power. And if he, if he holds all power and authority, there's someone else who doesn't hold the power and the authority. <laughs> come on. Come on. This gospel of glory has to begin to explode in our heart. Matthew 28 and verse 18, Jesus came and he spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Guys, our heart and our mind has to be renewed to this. The Lord holds all authority. He says, I hold all authority. I have preeminence. I have supremacy. I hold the keys and I'm yielding those keys to you. 
Revelation establishes authority. So Paul is building this word, guys. He's building this word about the power of the gospel. And as he's laying layer upon layer, wisdom upon wisdom, here a little, there a little, precept upon precept, he's building all the way up through Colossians, and then it finds its epic place on the top in verse 27, if you're still in chapter 1, and you know it so well. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of the mystery of the Gentiles, which is what? It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Say it with me tonight. It's Christ in me that is the hope of glory. Say it. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory. Say it again. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory. I'm about to rap. I'm just kidding. You will never hear me rapping in this church and let the church say amen. It's Christ in you. This is amazing. This, <laughs> this mystery. <laughs> this mystery. That he says God has hidden this from the ages past. That it was the dream of God. Hear this tonight. It, is, it was the dream of God to live within us. Not that I will just be with you. Not that I will, I will not leave you as orphans and I will be with you. But it wasn't enough to just be with us. I am going to be in you. Because I want this revelation to take hold of you. I am in you and you are in me. I am in you and you are in me. And if that is the case, and it is, then Jesus Christ and this glorious gospel is the hope of our generation. You are the hope of this generation. Ladies and gentlemen, the ecclesia is the hope of America. Heaven is counting on the ecclesia that Jesus is building, the church that the gates of hell don't prevail against. Heaven is counting on the ecclesia to rise in revelation and authority and power and say, America is ours. America is our inheritance. And we're not giving it over to the enemy. The hope of glory. you got to take this very personal. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, Sarasota is counting on us. Do we understand this? Sarasota is counting on us right now. They don't even know our name. They don't even know what's happening here. But I'm telling you, Sarasota and this region is counting on us. Christ in us is the hope of this county. Christ in us is the hope of the education for our children in this county. Are you with me tonight? I want to read it to you out of the New Living Translation because I want to, I want to give emphasis to something. Colossians 1.27, watch this. He said, and this is the secret. Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing His glory. Did you catch it? Did you catch it? Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance in sharing in His glory. The gospel is triumphant. And if the gospel is triumphant, and if the gospel is trans transforming, then where do we go from here? We're, we're about ready to cross through Thanksgiving, Christmas, a brand new year of 2022. That just sounds strange to hear, 2022. 
just amazing. Amazing. We are filled, we are in a generation filled right now with lawlessness, insanity, deception, lies, corruption, violence. So what do we do? If the gospel is still transforming, then what do we do? As we look to go, thank you very much. As we look to go, the church is preaching to me now, and I'm going to start shouting amen back. Where do we go from here? I'm glad you asked. Write it down. We have to keep preaching the gospel. Because it is the power of God. you got to grab a hold of this tonight. you got to preach the gospel. Well, that's easy for you to say, Brian. You're a preacher. No, you're a preacher. I'm telling you, you're a preacher. You don't need some pulpit. Look at this mighty pulpit. That cost us the big bucks here at Victory. The big bucks. We're, we're, we're spending the money really well. It's a powerful pulpit. Powerful pulpit. You don't need a pulpit in a sanctuary to validate that you've got a ministry. Or to validate that you're a preacher. You are to proclaim and share the power the gospel of Jesus Christ everywhere. Watch what Paul says in Colossians. Are you still with me? Yeah, yeah there you are. That felt good. Colossians 1. Don't leave me up here all along, all alone. Help me preach, Lord, all alone. Verse 28. Watch what he says. Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end, I labor striving according to the working which works in me so mightily. It's Him that I preach. you got to see this tonight. You have to preach Jesus. Speak to the issues, of course. Speak truth to a decadent generation, a lawless generation. But I'm telling you, the power is in declaring and preaching Jesus, using the authority of his name, you're the preacher. Go tell the world. Go tell your friends about Jesus. Go tell the people in the grocery store about Jesus. Go tell the people in the coffee shop about Jesus. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. You know, statistics shows more people actually come to the Lord when Christians open their mouth rather than them keeping him close. I just made that statistic up. I, I, I made it up on the fly, as you can tell. That was, that was powerful. You know, you know actually, more, more people get healed. Uh, rather, rather if, if we take our hands out of our pockets and we put them on people, statistics shows, statistics shows that more people will actually get healed if we put our hands on them rather than just kind of keeping them in our pockets. <laughs> Come on, church. You're making me preach you alive. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Listen to what Paul says. I love this. For we do not preach ourselves. There it is. But Christ Jesus, the Lord. And ourselves, your bondservants for Jesus' sake. We don't, we don't go out and preach ourselves. We preach Christ. Whatever gifts... Whatever gifts or talents or abilities that you have been given, use them to share Christ with others. 
Right now, I implore you, I implore you, in your place of prayer, ask the Lord, Lord, about the gifts and the talents you have placed in my life, the abilities that you have placed in my life, how can I best maximize those everywhere I go to share your gospel? I want you to pray that. That's a powerful, powerful prayer. And if you'll pray that kind of prayer, you'll, you'll hear the Lord answering you. You'll hear the Lord directing your pathway. He'll, he'll just loose the lamp and the light of the Holy Ghost and revelation to start directing your course and charting your path. Lord, how can I use my gifts that you've given me? Set them on fire so that I can be competent to share. However it is. I mean, when I, when I think about right now how the power of the simplicity of the gospel is going forth in the Chosen series. Think about that. Somebody said... They, friends came together and said, we're so passionate about the gospel, we've got to get it on film and get it out. And look how it's impacting the world right now. Guys, it's what Paul said. The power of the gospel is going throughout all of the world right now. People are being saved everywhere, impacted by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Share the gospel with your life. Share the gospel with your life. Colossians 2. I'm rounding third base. I'm going to slide headfirst into home. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. And you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. See how I did that? Thanksgiving's coming. I'm just kidding. I was going through my notes. And I was like, ah, oh, ha, ha, that's funny. Watch this. He said, you've received Christ Jesus, so walk in him. Walk, walk actually means you're walking forward. Walk is not stationary. Wash, walk is not freeze frame. Walk is a momentum. Walk is a momentum. Walk is a lifestyle. Walk is moving forward. He said, since you've received Christ, walk in him. Walk continuously in him. What is he saying? You've got to live the gospel. You've got to talk the gospel. You've got to share the gospel. You've got to manifest the gospel. People have to see Jesus in our lives. The greatest compliment you'll ever get is when someone says, I see Jesus in your life. I see Jesus in your life. You've got to manifest this gospel. And guys, the greatest manifestation of Jesus is about to pour through the ecclesia. This generation is going to see Jesus through a radiant, glorious, radical, pure, bride of Christ in this generation. And they're going to behold the church and go, that's Jesus. They're not going to go, that's religion, that's hypocrisy, that's fluff, that's hype, that's gimmicks. No, they're going to stand back and go, that's the real Jesus. what they're hungry for. Manifest the gospel. 
through your lives. Colossians 3. We're rounding Colossians tonight, and it feels good. Colossians 3 and 14. But above all things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. This is powerful. This is deep. Notice what he says, above all things. You might want to highlight that. You might want to underline that. Above all things, above all things, put on love. The world needs to see the love of Christ through our lives. The world has to experience the love of Christ through our touch. I pray all the time over my life personally. When I'm going throughout my day, I pray and I say, God, when I speak to people, I pray that they will feel your anointing on my voice. I pray that when I touch people, wherever I'm at, that they will feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit. They will feel the presence of Jesus. Lord, I pray that so much of you, so much of your anointing, wherever I go, that whatever door you open up to, that I walk through, that my, my presence and my countenance will make such an impact and difference. I pray this over myself all the time. Why? People have to experience and see the Lord. Above all things, put on love. And this is what I want to end with tonight. This is so good. This is what Jesus said. I want you to look in John 17. John 17 and verse 4, and I know it's behind me. He said, Father, I have glorified you on the earth. Father, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given to me to do. Father, I have glorified you on the earth, but I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And he did, but our work is not finished. His work was completed. Our work is not finished. This is some powerful words that just have been in my spirit resonating for years, and tonight the Lord just seemed to amplify it once again. In Acts chapter 20, and I want to read the scripture out of the New Living Translation tonight, and I want to tie this together with the words of Jesus. Before I read the scripture, we have to be a people that takes responsibility for the gospel. We have been a people for many decades that have relied on people who had pulpit ministries to be responsible for running with the gospel. And thank God for the extraordinary gifts, even right here in the United States, that have thundered the gospel. You think about all the powerful, powerful ministries, men of God, women of God, that God has raised up to proclaim the gospel of glory. But this is the day and the hour of every man and woman of God. This is our day. This is your day. This is your time. To finish the work of the Lord in the earth by declaring the powerful gospel of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 20, verse 24, New Living Translation. This is the words of Paul. He says, but my life is worth nothing to me. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it, unless I use it 
for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Oh, may that brand you tonight. My life is worth nothing unless I use it. Unless we use our lives. Unless we use the talents, the ability, the personality, the anointing of the Holy Ghost that God has placed on your life. He said, my life is worth nothing unless I finish what God has called me to do. I believe, I believe we are part of the finishing generation. I believe that we are that finishing generation which Jesus is going to return for. And I believe that the body of Christ is going to rise up in such glory, filled with the power of the gospel, revealing the gospel, preaching the gospel, sharing the gospel. You know, listen, when, you go, when, I, when I say you going forth preaching, I, I, I don't mean you going into Starbucks and just taking over preaching. I'm saying... That everywhere, yeah, I'm saying everywhere you go, you turn every conversation to the gospel of Jesus Christ. You use every open door to move that conversation instrumentally, like an instrument of God. You just direct the chart to go back to the Lord. Paul says we don't go out and preach ourselves. We preach Christ. We don't, I'm, I'm not out pointing people to Brian. Brian's going to disappoint them. I'm out pointing people to Jesus. He'll never disappoint them. Are you hearing me? The gospel is the power of God. Say that tonight. I'm going to say this again. So often we are waiting for the power of God to break out in the meeting. It's already broke out. The power of God has already broke out in this meeting because the word of God is being loosed. What follows the word? Signs and wonders. If you will release, if you will just speak, you don't have to sound anointed or whatever. You just speak and declare the goodness of God. You start sharing the testimony of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus, the goodness of God. What will happen is, is the Holy Spirit will begin to move in that atmosphere upon those people. You'll get your hands out of your pockets. And you'll put them on somebody and a sign and a wonder will follow you. And the Lord will confirm his word with power. He'll confirm his word with authority. He'll confirm the word. You'll be talking in the natural, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit will be getting your attention and talking to you and telling you things that you didn't know 30 seconds ago, but suddenly you know about their life and about their family. And the testimony of Jesus will be flowing through your mouth, out of your lips, out of your heart, like a river of fire. And the Lord will begin to confirm His Word with signs and wonders. The Lord confirms His Word. His Word. What is that? It's the gospel. It's the gospel. Guys, the gospel is still transforming. The gospel is still expanding the earth. The gospel is maturing the ecclesia. And the gospel is unstoppable. 
and the author of the gospel is about to return. This is time. This is high time for us to keep burning, but yielding ourselves greater to the Holy Spirit and come into partnership, partnership, cooperation with the Holy Spirit everywhere we go. You're here to get fueled. You're here to get fed. You're here to get strengthened. It's happened tonight. You've had access to the throne. You didn't come into a church that gives you 15 minutes of worship and we're done. And we've got to race through announcements and I've got to preach 20 minutes and we're done. You know, get the butts out of the seats. Let's get them out of here. Turn off the air conditioning. We've already turned off the air conditioning. <laughs> Turn off the lights and let's go. That's not what you're in. That's not what you're in. You're here. You're here to encounter the Lord. You're here to get refueled, get refreshed. Let the anointing fill you up. Get fresh oil. You're here to let the Word of God wash over you. Get your mind renewed to it. Get your spirit strengthened. Strengthened with all might. So you walk out of here and you're as bold as a lion. Are you with me? Are you with me? Come on. Let's give the Lord praise tonight. Come on, church. Come on, church. Let's give Him praise. Let's stand. Let's stand. Come on, Cody. Hey, guys, for real, can we give the Lord a mighty praise? The Lord. The gospel is alive. It's burning in you. You've been transformed and you're still being transformed. You're changing. You're changing. Say, I'm still changeable. Oh, say it again. I'm still changeable. That's it. That's it. Lord, I thank you that you're conforming us into your image. And I thank you that your gospel is growing exponentially through the true church of Jesus Christ. I thank you, God. We thank you with hands lifted tonight. We just thank you for the outpouring in Iran tonight. Hallelujah. The gospel going forth in Iran and Tanzania and Uganda and Argentina and Brazil. God, all over the earth right now. Millions upon millions upon millions of souls coming into the kingdom of God. And now, Lord, we are claiming it for the beloved United States of America from coast to coast. Lord, we are laying claim. We are laying claim. We are laying claim to the gospel of glory, the gospel of power. From coast to coast, Lord. From coast to coast. From sea to shining sea. We are claiming, Lord, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Ha ha. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Tonight, I, before I release you, I want you to just pray some prayers to the Lord. Just, just talking to the Lord that, God, I'm your vessel. I'm your vessel. I'm your man. God, I'm your man. I'm your woman. God, I want you to trust me. I, I want to be a carrier. 
I want to be a carrier. I want to be a mouthpiece. I want to lay my hands on the sick and see them recover. I want to speak the word in due season. I want to be your voice. I want to be your voice. Would you just pray that right now? God, use me. God, use me. God, blow open the pathway. Light my path, God. Direct my steps. Order my steps. The steps of a righteous man are ordered, divinely ordered by God. Use me, God. Let me share the power of the gospel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord, may that anointing to be a soul winner rest on this house. The anointing to be a soul winner, God. The anointing to preach. The anointing to share with wisdom. To, to, oh, God. The ability to communicate with grace. Oh, God, may I be that man. May I be that man. May I be that man, oh, God. Your gospel is glorious. Your gospel is glorious. Jesus, your gospel is glorious. Tonight, if you're in this room, just look this way. I want to give you an opportunity. Tonight is the night. Today is the day of salvation. You could have given your life to the Lord any time to this night because the Spirit of the Lord is here. But if you have been away from God, if you're here and you would say, Brian, I, I have been away from God. I know in my heart of hearts, I need to recommit my life to the Lord tonight. Or if you're in this room and saying, I've never given my life to Jesus, but tonight I want to give my life to Christ, or you've been, again, if you've been away from God, you would say tonight, Brian, I'm raising my hand telling you my heart has already said yes to the Lord. I've already said yes, and when you do that, you're making a fresh commitment. If that's you tonight, I want you to lift your hand so I can see it. If that's you, you need the Lord, or tonight, you're rededicating, thank you, I see your hand right back there. Right back there tonight, I'm rededicating my life to the Lord. I'm recommitting myself to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know who that young person is. I want you to rejoice in the Lord over that tonight. Hallelujah, Lord. Glory. I just seal, I just seal you tonight by the power of the Holy Ghost. The enemy will never be able to sift you. He will never be able to steal you out of the kingdom of God. You are marked for destiny. You are marked for destiny. You are marked for the gospel. You are marked and branded by the love of Christ. You and your family, sealed by the blood of Jesus. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I want our worship team, or excuse me, our worship team. I want our prayer team to prepare themselves right now if you would come. We want to open up the altars tonight. We want to pray for anybody in the house that needs prayer. You need a miracle. You need a miracle in your body. You need a miracle in your family. You need a a miracle in your occupation. You need a miracle in money. We want to pray for you tonight. Nothing is impossible with the Lord. Amen. Nothing. Can I get an amen? amen? Nothing is impossible with the Lord. Nothing. Nothing. Lord, tonight... 
We consecrate the altars. And may your power flow. May the anointing of the Holy Spirit flow. And we speak and release healing virtue and breakthroughs in bodies tonight. I speak that to those of you that are watching. So many have been afflicted. So many have been afflicted by viruses and bacteria. In the name of Jesus, we stand against the flu. We stand against pneumonia. Right now, in Jesus' name, we stand against bronchitis. And we curse it in Jesus' name. We command it to wither up and die and come out of your body. In Jesus' name, we loose the life of God. We loose the virtue of Jesus to flow like a river through your blood right now, cleansing you. Hallelujah. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you're in this room tonight and you've been suffering with nightmares, you've been suffering with things that are very strange, you, this is a new thing. If that's you in this room, you've been suffering with, with nightmares and night tears and strange evil, you need to come forward and let us pray for you tonight. I, I was just seeing that minutes ago and then earlier in the service. And if that's you, I want you to come because the anointing destroys the yoke of bondage. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need prayer tonight. I want you to come. You need prayer tonight. I want you to come. Hallelujah. Just slip out from where you're at. Church, in the name of Jesus, we bless you. Have a miracle Thanksgiving. Have a miracle blessed Thanksgiving. My wife and I love you. Good night. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com or download the Victory FLA app.